Words spoken by Tux years ago returned to him. Words spoken on that bright summer day when he'd first held a weapon in Amram's army. The first step is to care, Tuck's voice seemed to whisper. Some talk about being emotionless in battle, well, I suppose it's important to keep your head. But I hate that feeling of killing while calm and cold. I've seen that those who care fight harder, longer, and better than those who don't. It's the difference between mercenaries and real soldiers. It's the difference between fighting to defend your homeland and fighting on foreign soil. It's good to care when you fight. So long as you don't let it consume you, don't try to stop yourself from feeling. You'll hate who you become. Heroes of presents Stormpod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book one, The Way of Kings. This is just a spoiler warning for chapter 27, Chasm Duty. If you haven't read this far in the novel yet and you want to go back, go ahead, go back, read, and come back and find us afterwards. Um, If you've skipped an episode by accident, go back and find chapter 26 before you read 27. That's how math works. And if you haven't done either of those things and this is the right episode and you've read the chapter, enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q, and with me, as always, is my own personal secret weapon. It's the Eye of Xanatar that can cast Disintegration at will, has an anti-magic field. It's really amazing. Oh, and, and Jack's here, too. Hey, Jack, what's up? <laughs> hey, how you doing? Pretty uh, good, man. I, I, I think I'm here to report for Chasm Duty. Is that right? It is. You are here for Chasm Duty. Um, you were you were duty? supposed to have the, the the nice cushiony blacksmith duty where the blacksmith don't want you to really do anything and you can just lounge around all day but you get screwed over you're here with me we're doing chasm duty i i'd, I'd like to have the the detail where i get to make beaded curtains is that a thing <laughs> where, I can, where i can sit me <laughs> oh I, i've just carried my bridge all day oh that's okay son you and the lads are going to go over and make bead curtains. Yeah. Oh, really? Bead curtains? That's That doesn't sound very fun. Yeah. Great for Carbrand. The Carbranthians, <laughs> you see, they don't believe in doors. They like beads. Actually, I love me a beaded curtain. You know, what's funny is that um, uh, this is the reason why we're friends, because you like beaded curtains, and I like popcorn on string on my Christmas tree. So it's very much the same very much the same thing going on here. Oh, you do the popcorn string? No, not not even a little bit. It's just the random joke. Random. We don't. Oh, do you don't even. Oh, you're like pulling me. Oh my gosh! Because I actually that's hardcore. Like if, if you're no. popcorning a tree, that's serious. Tracy would never allow that. She would never <laughs> allow that on our tree for sure. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, um, chapter twenty-seven. So we decided uh, instead of doing, we've been doing two uh, to three chapters um, for this whole part so far. The, this this whole book so far, and uh, we decided to do just the one chapter because uh, Chasm Duty is of quite a large chapter, and there's quite a lot of information in here. So I think it was the right call in just doing this one chapter. What did you uh, What did you think of the, of the chapter as a whole? Yeah, I really like it. It's great, right? Yeah, it's really good. This is the um, you finally get the um, these moments that you've been wanting 
I have been wanting to see what's down in the chasms mm-hmm. for a while now on the Shattered Plains. Yeah. Um, was wondering what was down there, what it looked like. Um, and I got that big time in Chapter 27, Chasm Duty. Awesome. Yeah. You've also been wanting um, moments of uh, moments of hope with the men. You've been wanting to see cracks in these guys' outer oh shells. Oh my gosh! Yes, chapter twenty-seven was a gift to me as a reader, yes. first time because it really was almost. <laughs> I've been longing for Kaladin to get anywhere with these guys on Bridge Four, yeah. and mm-hmm. this is the chapter that accomplishes that. Yeah. So, Kaladin, um, the apothecary. I love the scene. Um, Teft and Rock uh, now are practicing with Kaladin, so that's a nice change. Yeah. Uh, bridge four was called on a run earlier today. Uh, no bridge crews lost men because they beat the Parshendi to the plains. Right. That's always that's, nice, right? <laughs> like that's nice. So that is yeah. a nice report. So again, nice reports coming in. The Alethi line of of soldiers they took their their line buckled under right. the Pershendi assault earlier. So um, so that was a big deal earlier. But there's Kaladin, and he's trying to sell the knobweed sap that they laboriously collected from the reeds. And he's here with his broken bottle filled of sap, yeah. trying to sell it to this apothecary. Right. He's getting screwed over a little bit here at first. Really is. Yeah. This, this, this apothecary is definitely trying to swindle Kaladin into... What was his? What was the offer? Like, I'll, I'll pay you. I have it here. Um, like two he said clear he, marks or something. He yeah, two clear marks. Um, and then um, so clear marks are the um, diamonds, so the lowest um, denomination. Um, so um, he wants to offer him two clear marks, and Cal's like, "What the hell?" He's like, "After three days of work, this is all. This was all worthless." Because the guy tells him, right? He says, "Listen, uh, where did you get that?" And the guy's like, "Cal's like, well, yo, man, I harvested them outside. Like, we we found them." And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Carry says, "Ah, uh, that's too bad because wild weeds they're not potent enough." I know. Yeah. What a line. Yeah, and Cal's like, "Really, all this work for nothing?" He's like, "But listen, wait a minute." He starts thinking to himself, "The sap actually worked on Layton's wounds." Yes. It like made all the rot spread go go away. So he's like, oh, so wait, it's gotta yeah. work. And then the apothecary ups it, right? He ups it, he ups the offer, but didn't Syl offer a little bit here on, yes. on her uh what would you call mm-hmm. that in D D? That would be insight. Yeah, she can she sensed or, his uh, motive if uh, we're talking three point five. Yeah, yeah. A little sense motive going on here. hmm Yeah, he says she looks nervous. Yeah, she's like, Cal, he looks nervous. He's lying. Mm. And Cal's like, you know what? He Apothecary goes to grab the bottle and Cal like snatches it before he gets it. He's like, whoa, whoa, relax. Yeah. It's not yours yet. You know, Mm -hmm. he's like, we got two or more drops from each read. And the apothecary told them that they'd be lucky to get one. Remember when we were reading them doing it? And Mm I wanted to point that out that uh, Cal got two full drops out of the first read. And Mm. the apothecary told him that he could only get one. So this has been a lie from the get-go. Yeah. Um, He offers a sapphire sphere, and I just want to note a little something here, that Mm. when when the apothecary is upping the ante here, upping the offering for this very hard-to-get knobweed sap antiseptic, um, he then ups the offer to a sapphire sphere. and A sky mark. Yes, a sky mark. And Kaladin notes that 
Um, he says, at one time, this would have been a pittance, but now it's a fortune. Right. Right. Uh, and I, he I says like that, that. Um, the, the men make, um, they, as Bridgman, they make one diamond mark a day. No, mm-hmm. one, yeah, one diamond mark a day. And a, sasf- a sapphire sphere, a, a sky mark is, mm-hmm. um, actually, we should be saying it this way, a diamond sphere mm-hmm. or a clear mark. That's how it's uh, that's how it's said, right? Um, so oh, okay, yeah. There's a there's a there's a technique to it, and I'm, we're, I'm just learning it as we're doing this pod, right? So I, I never knew how to do all this stuff before. I just read it and kind of <laughs> took it for granted. Um, so it's no, it's slang term as a sky mark, and um, because it's blue like the sky, and um, but we are talking about an actual sapphire sphere. The gemstone inside the glass is sapphire, and it's a sphere, so it's worth twenty five times a diamond mark. So Cal makes one diamond mark a day. So this one sphere is worth 25 days of what he's doing. Yeah. And he says that um, soldiers in the army make uh, one. um, It it, it would be like one week's pay for them. The Sapphire Spear. Because they make five per day. Like when he says line my pockets or line the bright lords. Yeah, what a good line, eh? I, I like when Kaladin just kind of brings it down to that. It's either you're going to line... I, I, It's basically Kaladin calling out the apothecary, like, I know what's involved in harvesting this here, and I know right. your prices, and I also know your competitor prices. Right. Which means right. I know the scam. You are making hand over fist on this antiseptic. Right. He, um, Cal feels a little bit guilty for charging him, uh, for the antiseptic though, right? He's got this like, like lingering, um, don't charge people for medical care guilt. That's right. From his dad. Yeah. Sorry. I'm having a few sips of, uh, I'm drinking some Earl Grey tea. Oh, nice. I'm, uh, I'm drinking a red wine. Oh, wow. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like, uh, I like getting a little loopy on these pods. It makes me relax. Oh, a little bit of the loops. <laughs> um, he asks, and he says, uh, so when this apo- apothecary finally must agree to Kaladin's you know, logic, efforts, everything he's throwing at him, right. he says, yeah, and give me some of those bandages, too. Yeah, throw, <laughs> you, you better throw in those bandages. Listen, I just bought an SUV off you for $42,000. You better throw in floor mats. You're throwing in floor mats. That's right. what this is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Cal thinks that the sapphire mark that he's got could be enough money to like sneak out of the camps and get away and, ne- and people never find him. Yeah, I kind of I, I liked what, where he was going with that. Um, again, he says the uh, the um, the quick, painful work could turn the slave brand into a battle scar. That could be really easy. He could live as a deserter um, like he thinks yeah. he could live like that. See, again, it's him. Once again, a glimpse of the character of part of himself that is uh, yearning to leave all this behind. Mm-hmm. So yeah. and that that has come out before in his earlier struggles and yep. uh, as uh, in his new ins- in, in enslavement, but uh, it's still there. Yeah, he's very he's very brooding on the outside, but on the inside, he's got a swirl of emotions all the time, right? He's oh, yeah. like uh, inspired and hopeful and downtrodden and, and he's afraid and like, he's got all the, the, the mixes of them, uh, of those emotions inside of him. Um, Syl asks him, she's like, Hey, what are you like? What's what, what's up? Like, what, what, what are you thinking? And he, he tells her and, and she says like, you know, life's been really hard here. So no one would blame you. And then he mm. thinks Teft and Rockwood. And he's like, yeah. I, he's like, I can't. He like, 
he's like, I, I just won't save these men. He starts to, the, the, the wretch starts coming out. He's like, I won't save these men. Just like I didn't save TN. Yes, you should, um, you should run. Yeah. But he's like, I can't leave them. And he like, at the end of this uh, scene here, he, he thinks he's like, he's going to do for it for TN. Yeah. For sanity. Yeah. Uh, what's the deal with the palafruit? The palafruit. Oh, I missed that. Page 477 for me. I guess this would be an info dump. Info dump. Uh, moment. However, uh, I wrote it down. Yeah, read it for me. The old palafruit. Where did that come from? I'm trying to find it now. I, th- I thought you would know. Oh, there it is. Okay. So why did it bother you? Sill asked, frowning as they avoided a troop of soldiers, one of whom tossed the pit of a palafruit at Kaladin's head. Yeah, this I didn't like the soldiers laughing. So um, Kaladin rubs his temple. Yeah, so he's he's getting like hit with things. Right. Um, this is after the apothecary coming on the way back, eh? This is after the apothecary on the way back because uh, I think it's because maybe the news has already got out that they're changing work detail. Yeah. So the uh, so the the palafruit is probably is just one other of these different flora and fauna. Like the you know they're not eating oranges or they're not eating apples. They're mm-hmm. eating something that exists like only in this world. Well, there you go. Yeah. So the title of the chapter, I could not think of one. Perhaps I'll think of one, an alternate by the end of this uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. But I, I doubt it. Uh, and the point of view changes just after what we've covered and talked about so far. Yeah. Uh, Gaz says it's chasm duty. Yeah. As he spits out some black uh, spittle that's infused with Yama. Yeah. It's, um, um, I have that in the info dump. It's um, okay. a, um, a Yama plant. So I'm, I think it's yes. like probably like choosing, chewing tobacco maybe. Yeah. Perhaps something gummy and yeah. makes your, makes your spit black. Yummy. So the gummy. work detail has changed. Uh, now, hang on. Were, were they supposed to be in Sadius's Smith? Yeah, that's what they're supposed to be doing. That's why I made that joke earlier. Um, oh, okay. That he, uh, gets another supplies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So they're cool. like they're um, they were literally supposed to have like a pretty easy day today. And um, yeah. Gaz is like, you know what? Nobody gives a shit about you guys. So guess what? You get shit duty. You get shit, duty, and like, was was Gaz paid off for this? Like, that's what I wrote down as a note. I was wondering. It feels like that, right? Was he paid off to put Bridge Four? Like, it's like kind of like, okay, the rumors have come around. Bridge Four, you're wounded. You brought back, which is not something that. that well, Cal asks him, "How much did they pay you?" Right, right he Cal? asks him. Yeah, yeah, he asks him, "How did? How much do they pay you?" And Gaz okay. is just like, "Storm off, go do what, uh, you know, do whatever." Um, how dare you bring back your wounded and fill the barracks right. with, with human beings? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's, it's just a, it's such an incredible uh, sense of of depression and like like no wonder the bridgemen are just the way they are. They're so broken. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when when Kaladin pulls it off, he's a, actually able to bring back their wounded. Yeah, instead of leaving them to die. Um, Gaz is like, you know, it's pointless that because if you bring them back, they're going to die here anyway. And then mm. Kaladin says, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. The line Gaz. is, uh, um, the others resent you. It'll do your crew mm. good to be seen paying for what you did. And then Cal asks surviving paying for what you did. Yeah. yeah we imagine? survived. That's what we did. That's what we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. Yeah, uh, uh, Cal um, says to him, he's like, you know what? I'm not taking the blame for this one. They're all going to know this is you. 
because before he's like, you know, I I forced them to do rock collecting duty because I wanted something right. But this right. time he's not taking the blame for this one. Right. Going to come back to Gaz. Yeah. Gaz is thinking, well, I'll, yeah. hopefully I'll get lucky. And when you're down there on chasm duty, maybe a chasm fiend will just it, eat, it, eat all of you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Piece of shit, dude, man. Um, well, um, so we have a change of scene men, again. The men would rather move, would rather haul the stones and do the chasm duty. And we get to find out what chasm duty actually entails. That's yeah. it's fucking dangerous down there, dude. Mm-hmm. And it entails going down a 50-foot rope ladder to the bottom of a damp, dark, mossy, fungus-infused, uh, dim light plants everywhere area mm-hmm. where ultimately the dead of these shattered planes battles up up top of Alethi and Parshendi yeah. where the dead fall. Yeah. The um but they fall they the, and they says they fall like somewhere else where the fight is. But because of the way that the storm comes, yeah, moves everything around in here. Yeah. They get washed towards the Alethi side of the, the the shattered plane. So it's easy for Bridgman to go down, yeah, to go down salvage and come back up. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty neat. I really liked imagining that that this world down there was was damp, kind of wet, that there's life. Mm-hmm. And I liked imagining when the storms are coming in, this place like literally is you're running away from, you know, tidal waves of water probably at first and fills up with water like they 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 basically alluded to the fact that if any anybody was caught down here during a storm it's over. Yeah. You you can't you can't survive. Um, and then and then they go to great length describing like even if you did manage to get out of the chasm, the fifty foot chasm, yeah. you're on a shattered plane without a bridge in the middle of wherever. Yeah, yeah where the fuck like are you, you gonna go? Where you where yeah, exactly. So yeah. they even say there's you could go really far to where like the uh, the plateaus are like just spires, but then you still don't have like what the fuck? Like, yeah, you got out that far, but what is that gonna matter to you? Got to call out Brandon, Mr. Sanderson on a, a good word use, sir. Mm. Maybe we should uh, have a good word use component. That's, it's a good uh, word use with Jack. Good word use. Uh, Collegianous. Co- oh. the, the, overlooking the Collegianous Rift, page 480 of my, uh, oh, nice. of my paperback. But Collegianous forced me to uh, look it up. It means misty, dim, obscure, or dark. Uh, so I'm going to... My hats off to Caliginus. Yeah, that's going to get used in a D and D adventure for sure. Oh yeah, it's a great, uh, great word for to describe anything in Ravenloft. Mm-hmm. I thought misty, dim, obscure, vampire-y. Oh, that's not in there. But... <laughs> that's not that's not in there, but it might as well be <laughs> fangy. If it's fang. Caliginus means fangy. I think. <laughs> is there a fancy word for fangy? Like lots of fangs. <laughs> I'm sure there is somewhere. Um, Kaladin did not recognize the thin vines on the descent down. So what that kind of reminded me of is that, you know, Kaladin probably doesn't have a lot of time in the chasms. So no. there are things down here he doesn't know. Yeah, things down here he's never seen, right? Right. So that's interesting because, I mean, largely we've been areas where Kaladin's kind of on the up and up. He's, mm-hmm. He knows about plants. He knows about being a surgeon. He knows about being a fighter. He knows he knows quite a bit, you know? like. Um, Teft is pissed 
about having the chasm duty. He says yeah. about Gaz or to Gaz, he says, I'll have his beans for this. So you can tell that Teft is getting, uh, he's already mad at Gaz. Right. Yeah, for sure. Rock says, yeah, he's scared of you. He's back in camp crying in fear. Um, this is great when Rock and Teft start going at each other, exchanging a couple of yeah. verbal But it's blows. like friendly, right? It's, it's friendly. friendly. Oh, yeah, it's good, but I love it. Yeah. Oh, and this was cool. I like this, that when they get down there, they have torches. They have to ration the torches. Right. I really, I wrote that down. I'm like, Sean, yeah, every second person gets them. Yeah. This is great for D&D. Yeah, for sure it is. Yeah. Well, okay. It's, it, it's, but then again, it's something that you have to, you know, you know, it's one of those things. Do you want to play it realistic? Right. Or not in the novel. This works fantastic. It just, mm-hmm. I loved it because I thought, well, like, what if a storm comes? Like, you can't light and you can't even see. But uh, what I was going to say was that uh, um, high storm, high storms are a certain death down here. Like, they, they, yeah. they, they, they would like. I'm hoping that they would never send men down here during a high storm or a break before one to go uh, salvage because it's um, it's sure death, right? Like, they should at least consider giving the men, you know, fighting like, like give them an give them an umbrella. Mm-hmm. Just you know, with that in a raincoat, maybe. A warrior's umbrella. Like a, a Paddington bear raincoat. <laughs> Padding, yeah, the Paddington. That would that would work. A, 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 a super slicker. Right. That could just be their the uniforms. That's what Bridgman looked like now is just yeah. yellow Paddington bear. Paddington bear. With Paddington. nice uh, umbrellas. I got tube-shaped fungi growing in cracks. That's what I got. Oh, yeah. and I like this. The wan yellow a child with jaundice yeah very nice description of that yeah it's crazy it's uh it's like a gross yellow mm-hmm. um the one of the one of the things i really like here is um they say that um the floor of the chasm is smooth it's like a smooth path pathway made of all the hardened creme from the high storms yeah. so like yeah. it's it's almost it? like it's paved like yeah, because it, it yeah, it's solidified, but it's 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 uneven. So it's right. like uh many Ontario roads. <laughs> it's like Riverside <laughs> Drive. Um, mm-hmm. So they find okay. a broken figure at the base of the chasm. It's uh, one of the men that jumped in as the honor chasm. Whoa, 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 whoa. One thing before that. Kremlings getting about as they moved down here, as the men uh, came down, and they could see these uh, um, th- these cren. They had they had a reddish color to them. These little kremlings, mm-hmm. these little crustaceans, and they they were they were translucent. Mm-hmm. You could see through them uh, and see their organs. Yeah, they're. Um... That was kind of cool. Yeah, it's really really cute. Such a cute little kremlin. They found the dead Bridgman. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cal says like a little bit of a prayer to him. Does may um, you uh, someday find a place of honor in the tranquiline halls, fallen yeah. brother? And may we find a better end than you. Yeah, really nice. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I wrote that down. Chasm duty was to retrieve equipment primarily. Yes. Okay, so this is totally D and D here, dude. Well, it literally says barrow robbing without the barrows. Yeah. As we are doing Barrow of the Forgotten King. 
Yeah. So here, let's uh, let, before we get to the salvage part, um, let's talk about uh, this um, the stuff with um, um, with Teft and Rock. Oh yes, yes. Please go ahead. Um, Teft yeah. says like uh, you know, there's uh, rumors of an entire bridge crew being eaten by a chasm fiend, and then mm. Rock asks, "Well, if they were eaten, who told the story?" And then they just they the two of them are having like a back and forth. Um, mm. And then the rest of the some of the br- other bridge crew guys like um, uh, Dunny and um, some of these guys are like they're some of these guys are edging oh. they're edging closer to listen kind of like to uh, you know because Teft Maybe is making I a joke about the horn eater and Rock says that he's insulted um, and if the, they were the peak if they were at the peaks then they'd have to duel but dueling in the peaks is uh, involves. Yeah, it, it involves a lot of mud beer and singing, and whoever can sing after the most drinks wins. And he's like, everyone's so drunk that they forget the argument. I know, and what the and that's what I wrote down is probably my highlight for this chapter. Right? Is that is like rather this conversation? Than, well, is rather is that is that in this tradition, which is called the alil tiki right uh, fashion, you 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 challenge your 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 aggressor or your transgressor, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you you begin to drink and sing until you forget about the argument. Right. That, I I love that. It's how the whole world should figure figure out their stuff. I lo- that's amazing. Oh, I disagree yeah. with you. Oh, I, I disagree with you. Okay, let's start drinking and singing. Yeah. And the person who can't stop singing anymore is the winner. And by then, everyone's friends. Yeah, everyone's all good. Yeah. So then this this moment here, uh, Cal tries to like kind of include Dunny because he can see that Dunny wants to be kind of part of it. So, he, you know, he kind of includes Dunny in the conversation like he. So who can sing after the most drinks is the winner. Plus, everyone's so drunk that they probably forget what the argument was about. And then Teft says, yeah, well, I guess it beats knives at dawn. And then Cal says, I guess uh, I guess it depends on what. And then he says, yeah. on whether or not you're a knife merchant, eh, Dunny? And he yeah. looks over at Dunny. He's like, hey, bud, what's up? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Dunny kind of gets involved. Rock asks him, hey, what's the meaning of your name? And Rock says, like, uh, my name has a meaning. Your name doesn't have a meaning. And then he's like, uh, my name, and he says it again, is a description of a special rock that his father found the day of his birth. So this kind of, like, gets Dunny into the conversation. And now they're not just four walking, they're five. Or they're not just three, they're, they're, they're four now, right? Either four. Mm-hmm. No, it was a great way to bring another man, another man in the of the Bridgman into the fold. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that uh, that Teft says to um, the Rock, he's like, "Have you have you ever been in a slot canyon when the rains come, Rock?" And he's like, "No, yeah. on the peaks we have uh, we have not these things. They only yeah. exist where foolish men choose to live." Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, he's <laughs> I think so, great. so great. Um, and then he says it, it, it would give you a it would give you um it would give you a bath, uh, which you very much need is what uh, Rock says. And then right. Taft is like, are, "Are you saying that I that I stink? Are you commenting that I that I that I smell bad?" He says, "I'm commenting on what I have to smell." Right. All that. Bridgman smell. That exchange is just awesome. Yeah. What did you think about this thing with uh, Rock's name being a poem? Everyone's name is a poem in the piece. Everyone names a poem and he's named after a special rock. Yeah, I love that. That's Mm -hmm. that's another highlight. Again, a lot of the highlights come from um rock's um traditions, his his culture. 
Tef says calling the family for dinner must be a big chore if everyone's chore, name's yeah. a poem. Yeah, yeah. And then Rock says this thing here I love. Rock says that the best insults, the best insults are poems that use the composition of that person's name that they're doing. So yeah. if someone's insulting Rock, they're going to use the composition of the poem that is his name in the insult to make it more personal. And um, I love that. I think that's like, that's a really hard earned insult. Yeah. I really like, uh, yeah, I really like learning more about rock. It's just, he's great. It's always, it's always great. The, the, the expansive learning Taft is always cursing with uh, Kellek, by the way. Yeah. Right? He's, yeah, uh, he's always, always saying, Kellek, yeah. Kellek. Um, I feel like Kellek is like, Kellek is like fuck or something. I think. I well, think that's what Kel- the Kelleck is. I think a name, isn't it? It's a name. Yeah, but it? it's We're like you know. I think you could use it for a bunch of different things, just like you can use "fuck." I think that's the, the similarity. Kelleck. Get Kellecked. Yeah, Kelleck off. Kel- off. I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> Kelleck off. Um, yeah. Don't think it has quite quite the ring. But... No, it, it doesn't. Um, Dunny insults Rock using the tune of a song, just like Rock said that they kind of do with poems. And then everyone's super impressed. And then Rock and Dunny start singing together. This was the bard, by the way. As soon as Dunny starts singing, yeah, he's the bard. He's the bard. Yeah, for sure he is. Dunny's the bard. He starts singing. And Tex's like, man, I haven't heard someone like do something like that in a long time. Like, I haven't heard that. It's not that he hasn't heard singing in a long time. He hasn't heard that kind of uh like yeah. singing talent Prowess. in a long time yeah. yeah and not just uh not just dunny but dunny and rock together they were like and perfect rock together well, rock says i'd begun to think all of you were tone deaf as my father's <laughs> old accent <laughs> yeah oh yeah i love that it's so great so no really good really good moments in this chapter the good exchanges i like this white chalk bit though that kaladin has yes. to mark the way out Mm-hmm. Uh, when that started to land in, I thought, okay, here we go. And my, my, my alarm bells went up quite a bit. Uh, yeah. while reading this, I thought, okay, there's going to be this happen. Like when they mentioned the rope going down 50 feet, I'm like, okay, yep. Cut the rope, leave them, leave them down. They're done. Yeah. Uh, and then I thought when they're down there looking around, I thought, um, cause initially in the text, they said, well, there wasn't much salvage. And I thought, right. okay, there you go. They put them in an area where they knew there wasn't going to be much salvage because they're not right. there to accomplish. It felt like, it felt like evidence to you that there was something. Yes. Yeah. I mean, again, as a first reader, as I'm reading the text, I'm like, oh my God. And then I'm like, no, no. Cause then they ended up finding salvage and I'm like, okay, yeah. well, I'm wrong there. I like being yeah. wrong. It's they come across be- a, um, a group of, uh, um, a rather large group of dead soldiers. And uh, Kaladin calls Teft and Rock over and uh, Dunny uh, tags along. And he, um, so I I really love this moment here. Um, This totally makes me think of D&D and like that moment after a fight where you have to go and like collect all the stuff. And Mm -hmm. it's also a little disturbing that I'm realizing that, that I like this and that it's D&D. Like these people are like, these guys are literally picking the stuff off of like, corpses not just corpses but like corpses that have been like waiting in high storms so they're all like really gross and like mushy bloated. and stuff bloated yeah. yeah so it's really gross and i'm like man we totally do that in dnd and like you never think twice about it right like maybe maybe there should be like a like a willpower check to like I well if the bodies were fresh and certainly bloating from water like mm-hmm. that's that's a level of grotesque that's not 
in the normal it's like not. a post or, fight or if, it's a, yeah. or if it's a bloating body in the middle of this like in a hot like desert yeah that's foul that's that's horrible if it's if it's bones and uh you know the 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 outfits are falling off the, the cloth like the cotton or or wool is you know falling off the off the off the carcass yeah that's that's one level but i certainly i would agree with you yeah like a constitution check or a yeah, it's it's just really gross. And like even I, I started getting excited. Like I literally took down detailed notes of everything they found here as if I was taking it mm. on a character sheet because this is like what a cat player would do. This is what we do. Right. So I I, I wrote it out like that. Um, but uh, I felt a little bit weird doing it. I like that Kaladin says the fallen. Uh, deserved some reverence. Yeah. If that was possible while robbing them. Right. Right. That made me think about it, and I yeah, thought, "Yeah, this this is gruesome work. Like, mm-hmm. this is not well. It's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like you know, after after our after wars are done, and you send in cleanup crews. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. it's grotesque. It's the same kind of thing, right? Having to rebuild rebuild homes and and pull um, bodies out of things like it just uh, any of these like um, natural disasters that we've been dealing with and stuff. It just must be mm-hmm. tough work." It's got to be hard for for people. Oh, it's well, it's life ruining. I think for many, the uh, the soldiers end up being Sadius's men, and uh, Cal I think says, you know, these are Sadius's men. And then Dunny instinctively corrects him and says, "Bright Lord Sadius." Oh, I remember this. And he's like, "Sorry, he's yeah. like my master Sorry. used to beat me for yeah. getting it wrong," but he never right. says what he was. And he's like, "Oh, well, I was an apprentice." And but he never gets to finish. He never says what he was an apprentice for. So we never get that. Bridge men don't like to tell their stories. That's right. Why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It takes a while before they open up. Right. Um, so they find leather vests and breastplates. They even find some fine light eyes armor. This is crazy that, that when they find the light eyes and they mention that light eyes can be soul cast into statues. Yeah. Some of the Dark more important ones. Burned. Mm-hmm. Highborn dark eyes are burned. Not all dark eyes. Highborn dark eyes are burned. It said wealthy dark eyes may not be, but most were burned. Right. Like whoa. Yeah. But but just be soul cast into a statue so that if you were if you're a competent warrior or if you know you're in a, a non a non of note or or a revered light eyes at that at the very least to be turned into a statue. Like yeah. you're not you're not looking at just just a piece of stone, like that's the remains of the the person. It's, it's crazy, right? And you could have like a whole garden with all of your ancestors all in statues. Yeah, well, you it's know. House of Wax. It's, yeah, it's mean, crazy. It's it's crazy. It's <laughs> it's really spooky. It's like House of Wax meets um, House of Wax. the um, the Terracotta Warriors <laughs> or something. House um, of Wax but, meets uh, uh, um, paper mache. <laughs> it's a it's a house of wax meets um kindergarten craft <laughs> kaladin finds a single spear sticking up out of uh a yeah small I, um sorry I, ha- I just want to finish the list of stuff they find here first before oh, yeah. we get to that. um they find uh daggers and they find boots um and they, he says the boots are always in demand um, they even uh, take the belts and buttons off of the clothes, but they leave yeah, the, the clothes. Yeah. Yeah. And then they find some spheres and it's a small pile, but, uh, it's the most worthwhile pile because even if it's the smallest, um, and you, but the, they didn't find a brome, 
which is the largest yep. denomination of sphere. And if they had, they would have got a pitiful reward for it. Yeah, um, that, yeah, I started. I started thinking about like what a pitiful reward looks like for Bridgman, and mm. like I thought that maybe they get like an extra dinner roll at mealtime, <laughs> or like maybe they get like new sandals. Actually, actually not new sandals. They get newer well, I they sandals. Get a of the, I thought they get a portion of of the brome's value. Oh, I don't. I don't think so. I. I mean, oh. it was a pitiful reward. Some some kind of pitiful oh, reward they get okay. and so i God. my my uh um my mind started going to like you know getting new sandals <laughs> but but they don't get new sandals they get uh just newer ones but yeah. they like they would never get brand new sandals they just get a little bit newer actually but what they like are is like less shitty instead of a stone pillow right exactly yeah say so they get uh, a knob weaved uh knob weed weaved hat like Aladdin wanted he's like oh check this out i got the hat i wanted <laughs> yeah. and then they um what they really get though is they get blacksmith duty instead of chasm duty yeah. So they yeah. they go to their reward. They go to the chasm duty because they were supposed to go to blacksmith duty, but it gets changed. They go to the yeah. chasm duty. They find the, the brome, and then the reward is next time they get blacksmith duty, just like they were supposed to have all along. Worst reward ever. Ever. Well, this is where the, I mean we're we're going to be talking about this next bit for for quite a while. I yeah. think. Um. So Kaladin sees a spear, mm-hmm. goes over to it, and picks it up. Out of the water, it's dripping. This is a wonderfully described moment. Oh well, we haven't talked about um, yeah. So, so this 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 person from Kaladin's past called Tux, mm-hmm. and his teachings come into mind as he's holding on to this uh, spear. Yeah, and um, so words spoken by Tux years ago returned to him. Words spoken on that bright summer day when he'd first held a weapon in Amaram's army. Yeah. And it says here, the first step is to care. Right. Um, Some talk about being emotionless in battle. Well, I suppose it's important to keep your head. I hate that feeling of killing while calm and cold. I've seen that those who care fight harder, longer, Mm -hmm. and better than those who don't. It's the difference between mercenaries and real soldiers. It's the difference between fighting to defend your homeland and fighting on foreign soil. It's good to care when you fight, so long as you don't let it consume you. Don't try to stop yourself from feeling you'll hate who you become. Mm-hmm. Ugh, love that. Yeah, I love it too. But that, but that even wasn't the moment, uh, because this is just him kind of coming into being again holding on to a weapon right yeah he gets um he gets kind of like berated by he gets berated by the guys like moash calls him lord ling and he's like gaz calls me that like oh yeah moash you know what fucking moash you know shut up i'm done i'm done with this guy he's like you know there's no way a man that who could really fight would be in the bridge cruise like he's just lying and sigzil also makes a sport of kaladin and then dre he's like hey leave him alone at least he's trying and then Earless Jax says that Kaladin only cares to look important. He's not actually trying to do anything valid. He just wants to look important. And look important. I'll bet he spent his days cleaning out latrines. Right, exactly. Yeah, fuck off. So then this is when he goes into his kata, right? Well, yeah, this is when it gets real. Um, yeah, so, uh, so other comments are coming in. Uh, his, it's his fault we're down here. Wants to run as ragged during our only free time just so he can feel important. Sent us to carry rocks to show us he could 
uh, shove us around. That he's never even held a spear in his life. He's holding on to it. He's listening to Tux. He's listening to Tien laugh. He's hearing his mother tense. Sorry, hearing his mother tease him in her clever, witty way. He was on the battlefield, surrounded by enemies, but ringed by friends. I love that line. I really, oh, really love that line. I love it too, pal. It's amazing. He was listening to his father tell him with a sneer in his voice, spears were only for killing. You could not kill to protect. He was alone in a chasm deep beneath the earth, holding the spear of a fallen man, fingers gripping the wet wood, a faint dripping coming from somewhere distant. I could pretty much read the rest of this. Yeah, <laughs> this whole I mean, bit, it's, like, um, it's, it's, it's really, really, really great. Yeah, it's really, really great. I mean, he comes into form. Uh, he's doing the kata. Tension melts away. It says, um, uh, the men had always told Kaladin that he fought like nobody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this. Well, we, we find out in the beginning, remember the very first chapter we meet Cal, but it's not Cal's POV. And they talk about how he fights like the storm, like his men in the yeah. squad would say that he would fight like a storm. Right? Yeah, exactly. This I love. It says this. Um, when with Tux holding on to the um, quarterstaff, um, how to hold the spear, how to stand to spar, he'd done it almost without instruction. Mm-hmm. That had shocked Tux. But why should it have? You were not shocked when a child knew how to breathe you're yeah. not shocked when a sky eel took flight for the first time you should not be shocked when you hand kaladin storm blessed a spear and he knows how to use it fuck me dude that's awesome dude, it's so great so great like it's just yeah I'm, <laughs> it's like I'm totally geeking, this... I'm totally geeking out over this it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> it's so great Oh my gosh. I'm glad you love it, dude. I'm so glad. Oh, I love I love I love that. Are you kidding me? Like this whole build up in the writing was just incredible. Uh with Kaladin hold and just holding on to the spear. And he's got it pointed down as a uh sort of a, like a protectorate a guard would would have. And he's and he's hearing all the jeers. He's hearing all the doubt around him in the chasm. Yeah. All the men around him jeering and saying, you know, he's probably never held a spear and he's getting us to work hard. And this, this and guy he smells is just and <laughs> he smells. you're smelly. And but then he, he starts to move. And oh man, this is so great. Yeah. The men gather yeah. around. They're fucking shocked, dude. They're so shocked. They're like, holy crap. It's so great. Oh, yeah. This is kind of a big deal for me. He fought with her, him and the wind. He fought with her and she laughed. You're right. When he and stops, we find out cat- afterwards, the, the, the men are like, uh, Teft's like, man, I even saw a whispering like flying around you when you were doing that. So, my question as a first time reader, Sean, mm, yeah, and Brandon, Mr. Sanderson, what's the deal? <laughs> What's going on here? I mean, early, earlier, still, earlier, still, still had landed on his shoulder, and she never explains where she's been in her absences. Right. Mm-hmm. Here, you've got him doing this amazing fighting bit, and he's connected with this spren while doing it. 
Like um, what is going on there? There's some some kind of either relationship um, or it seems to me that Cal is the seems it seems to me that Cal is um um metaphorically fighting the wind because he's fighting by himself. And the um the laughter you he hears is Sill. Because we find out a little later that Sill is flying around him, like spinning around him while he's fighting. And mm. normally it's only Rock that can see her, but some of the other men really? and Teft saw her. So she yeah. let them see her. Because we found out before chapters ago that um that Windsprint only let people see them if they want to. If they want to. Right. Okay. Well, he's getting lots of compliments right. uh, from both Teft and Rock. Yeah. But he's I love how he's trying to blow it off. He's like, yeah. it was nothing. He's humble bragging, bro. He says, let me read you this. He's doing like a big humble brag. He's like, Kaladin, lad, that was. And then Kaladin's like, it was meaningless. It's just a kata. He's like, meant to work the muscles and make you practice the basic jabs, thrusts, and sweeps. It's a lot showier than it's useful. He, he sounds a little bit like Gaston from Beauty and the Beast um, <laughs> when I read it. And he says, <laughs> and then Cal says, no, really? He's like, Kaladin said, can you imagine a man swinging a spear around his neck in combat like that? <laughs> He'd be gutted in seconds. It's it's the biggest <laughs> humble brag ever. Oh gosh, that's funny. <laughs> Could you imagine I, I, someone being like amazing at the spear like that? Pfft. It's nothing, guys. It's nothing. It was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be a bright lord. Yeah, I just want to be awesome. Actually, I wrote this down. I love this. Um, Rock says no. That is certainly uh, that that it certainly was not perhaps you should challenge shard bear you could become bright lord i don't want right. to be a bright lord besides i tried that once right is that is, he's um is that when he talks to um he says Taft where's Dunny? yeah 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 this where's Dunny thing okay so he says um cal puts down the spear and he apologizes to it he actually apologizes to the spear he says, sorry. I know I wrote that down too. That that's yeah. uh he says sorry and then he says back to work. Yeah. Yeah. And then he um the man saw the spren zipping around him, and then Rock says uh that you should challenge a shard bear. And that's what you said before. He's like, you know, I've I've tried that. I tried that once. Oh. And then <laughs> and then he says, Where's Dunny? So I think from now on, if you ask me a question about something very important in the series <laughs> that I'm not allowed to tell you. My my response is, "Where's Dunny?" Where's Dunny? Because they're literally like they literally want to ask him about it, and he's like, "Where's Dunny?" I want to ask about that. He's already tried it once. Who did he challenge? Was it Sadius, Amaram? Who? Yeah, where's Dunny? Is my question. Kills Prince Humperdinck. <laughs> Where? Yeah, where's uh, where's Dunny? Prince Humperdinck. So that's my uh, that's my thing. Like the I, before, I was saying like, oh, it's very interesting. Where's Dunny is the new. Where's interesting. Where's Dunny? Dunny. Yeah. Um, they end up finding. Um, speaking of Dunny, um, uh, they find some dead Parshendi. Ah, uh, yeah. And then Cal thinks the loot looks good. There's weapons and gemstones in their beard. Um, there's armor and rocks. Like you can't use this. This thing you call armor, you can't use this. And he <laughs> and, says, "No, I've seen them. I've seen them wear armor, Rock. You know, yeah. yes, they have it. I, I've seen it. Yeah, but you have gemstones, your beards, which which would be good to get. Um, 
And then he brings Kaladin over to come and see this this armor close up. Right. And this is very strange. Like this this armor appears to be growing from them. Right. Like you couldn't you can't separate it if you wanted to. You could, but you'd be literally cutting flesh off. Or a carapace, I guess, or or the war armor of a pale red color, breastplates, helms on the heads, guards on the arms and legs, mm-hmm. extensive armor for regular foot soldiers. Um, some of it was cracked from the fall or the wash. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't metal then. When Jay um when Jay read this when Jay read this part, he actually messaged me like particularly about it and wanted to know, like, you know, like what do you th- what do I think about the armor? And and I, I mentioned Darth Bane from Star Wars. Um, he, he'd he have these like crustacean uh, um, like creatures that mm. um, he'd put on his skin and it would like latch onto him and become part of his body. And it was like armor. And it makes me, as soon as I, I read this, even back then I thought of Darth Bane and this like weird armored part of your body. Like you'd have to like cut it off. Do you know what I mean? That is, yeah, that makes me squeamish. Yeah, it's very gross. <laughs> um, well, that appears to be a very similar situation here. Um, they don't grow armor. Yeah, and Tef's like, Parshendi, these Parshendi do. Right. And then he says something like, you know, they they jump across chasms. They do all this other stuff that Parshmen don't do. So how how is it so far of a stretch to believe that they grow armor? They do all this other shit, too. It says here that they're growing carapaces. Yeah. 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 This is, this is strange. Um, Cal notices that one of the weapons on the Parshendi has glyphs on it. And he thinks to himself, like, these, these Parshendi are supposed to be barbarians without culture. But these glyphs are, are, are like clearly of culture. Not only glyphs, there, there's a figure at the center of the hilt. Right. On this one particular knife that Kaladin is inspecting. And unless he's wrong, he thinks it's a, one of the heralds. He thinks it's right. either Jazerazer or Nalan. Right. So, do the Parshendi share in their uh, adulation or or uh, reverence for these heralds? Hmm. Well, I Again, wonder, I, where's Dunny? Is, is that a, where's Dunny? Okay. Yeah. Where, 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 did, where did Dunny go? Where, I don't know. I think he's. Uh, I think he found some more bodies around the corner. Dunny. <laughs> the um the rest the rest of the men uh, they all find um their way back to each other after they've looted the bodies of the Parshendi and um on the way back um they're all in conversation again like like when they were coming down but this time they've added Drehi and Torfin so now there's Rock Teft Dunny Drehi Torfin and Cal. So there's six of them now. I like that when when they came, when they started to head out after they'd had enough salvage, Mm -hmm. um, he was passed like another weapon or a spear or something like this uh, from from the men, and Kaladin passed it along to to Rock. Yeah, he gives it to Rock. Didn't trust himself with a weapon in his hands not to go into another kata. I love that. It's like instinct, right? I can just totally picture that, that they're walking, they're trying to get out of here. And now that he's shown that he's this amazing warrior mm-hmm. uh, to these men, the men are like, well, here, you, sh- you should have you should have this or you should, ha- you know, take this. And he takes it, but then he, he passes it along. 
you're starting to discover why I um I made a character like Kaladin in, in Dungeons and Dragons way long ago. Um, Phil had promised that he was going to run Dark Sun. He, you know, he talks about we're in Dark Sun every few years. Mm. But um, <laughs> this was like you know seven years ago. He uh, after shortly after you moved away from Ottawa, um, he had said I'll I'll run a Dark Sun game and it'll we'll play it every week, and it'll be during mm. the uh, the week. It'll be like you know a two or three hour game, and I'm like I'm on, I'm in it, and. I wanted to play Kaladin so bad. I wanted to play someone with a spear. I just wanted, I thought a spear would yeah. be a really cool, unique way to fight. Um, and uh, we were playing Dark Sun, so spears were like kind of like low, yeah. um, like kind of simple weapons. So I thought that was probably sure. appropriate. And uh, yeah. we never played it, but man, Cal is Cal is such a cool character. And like any, any D&D player or uh, RPG player would want to play a character like him. So his uh, spear work is amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, I really like the fact that, uh, he's starting to get more of the men around him. Yeah. Well, this is what you wanted before, right? You had talked about this before you had really wanted this. Oh, it was just so long. Like the victory is just so small. Like, you know, when he would pick up the lumber from the lumber yard and I thought, okay, this is it. This is it. He's, he's showing effort and they're going to join in. Nobody joined in. It makes sense though, that it didn't happen right away. Oh yeah, I know. I just, I'm just. Again, I'm eager. I'm eager. I'm chomping. I'm reading. It's, you know, I'm, I, I've. If you would have got it all the all, like all the way right away, you would have been like, "This is bullshit." He didn't even have to work hard for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you're probably uh, right. He uh, says to Rock, like he, be, uh, all the men go up the ladder, and he holds Rock back, and he's like, um, he's like, I, you know, yeah. um, Rock tells him that he's doing a really good job. Like whatever yeah, it is that yeah. you're doing, it's working. And then Cal says, you know, after we get searched from the by the soldiers for all our stuff or whatever, uh, he's like, I want you to come to the market with me. Um, I'm going to use yeah. my secret weapon. And then Rock asks, like, what is that? And he's like, it's actually you. I know. Mm-hmm. Love we it. changed scene. I had to keep reading. Yeah. Two hours later, uh, Salus, the first moon, it's violet light is showing. Rock mm-hmm. and Caliban are walking back into the lumber yard. Um, not much time, Kaladin thought, gesturing for Rock to carry his burden. The yeah. burden that he's carrying is a pauldron. Yes. Which and I thought, he's, oh, wow, what's he doing here? Is he making a giant vat of antiseptic? That was my first right. thought. <laughs> and and like, then because maybe he's distilling it or whatever. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know. And then Teft and Dunny were asked to like build a small ring of stones and set up stumps of wood. And they're they're allowed all that stuff. They're actually allowed to yeah. take the wood, which is great because they're not allowed a lot of stuff, but they're allowed to take the wood. And yeah, this is this this is amazing. Yeah, Kaladin ends, ends up spending most of the money from the knobweeps and knobweed sap on the cauldron and supplies. Um, and then Teft asks, like, "What's how is this your secret weapon?" And then Cal says, "Have you ever known soldiers who would turn down a warm fire and a stew at the end of a hard day?" And then, Dunny, can you go get some water? Teft is like, yeah, yeah. He's like, Dunny, can you go get some water? And then Teft's like, but we're not soldiers. And then Cal's like, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't think he. I don't think he says anything. He just continues on. Yeah, this is amazing. I mean, basically, he won over the men at the end. Yeah, with soup. Right. Didn't stew. Yep. Um. um the, uh, yeah. Rock this- and Dunny sing together. Um, the smell of the stew is growing strong. I actually have a part here that I want to read for you. 
Figures shift inside the barracks, shadows moving. The door was open, and the scent of rock stew growing strong, inviting. Come on, Kaladin thought. Remember why we live. Remember warmth. Remember good food. Remember friends and song and evenings spent around the hearth. You aren't dead yet, Storm You. If you don't come out... And all of a sudden, it seemed so contrived to Kaladin. The singing was forced. The stew was an act of desperation. It was all just an attempt to briefly distract from the pathetic life he had been forced into. And then a figure moved in the doorway, and Scar, a short, square-bearded, keen-eyed man, stepped out into the firelight. So it, he said, let it be enough. A forced smile. He's like, sometimes that's all one can offer, but mm-hmm. let it be enough. I just love this so much. I, I love when, whenever Scar finally, you know, well, Kaladin says, will, will you join us, please? Mm-hmm. And he says, laughing, he says, I joined the Night Watcher herself around a fire if there was stew involved. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, and again, you know, just like they start talking, they start converse, they start existing again. Right. Yeah. You know? And then we get another change of scene. Um, and then it's pretty much just a recap of the night before. Yeah, and Dunny's singing, and uh, yeah, so they're they're basically enjoying all, and every man ate. Yeah, that's the thing we find out the next day, right? Yeah, no one turned down the food. One did. No, next morning, no one turned down the food, but um, everyone in the morning woke up to Cal's call and trained with him, except for Moash Sigzil. Narm and a couple others, probably earless jacks. Um, but everyone did eat the stew. No one turned the stew down. Right. And now he, he had to he had to keep them alive long enough for that to mean something. Yeah, bridge four was his. Yeah, I bridge love that line. Yeah. 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 Wow. And he won it over with stew. I know. I mean, what a great I suppose uh <laughs> no, it's it, you, you can't the the the, the chapter is totally appropriately titled it's uh it's chasm duty for sure yeah uh but yeah what a great chapter mm-hmm. so good yeah it's really great this is 28 the next chapter is, is decision which yeah. is chapter 28 is that the last chapter of part two it is oh yeah you're my. almost done buddy reach another milestone here uh i actually don't have any info dump today we already went through all the points that i was going to make um we've already talked about them it it is a shorter episode today than we're we're used to, but I actually kind of liked how fast it was uh, because there was still a lot to talk about in this chapter. I loved so much of the dialogue and exchange mm-hmm. uh, in this. Um, Kaladin getting to display his talent in front of the men for the first time with an actual weapon. Yeah. Learning more about Rock, Dunny, and the other. He didn't just um, he didn't just like use the spear effectively. They were like, "Holy fuck!" Like he he just crushed it. Well, it, it later described. He said, "Well, when when he was doing that part that that you were reading, where he's like kind of playing it down, mm-hmm. it just, it was describing in the text that he had it like going around his neck." Yeah, exactly. You know, like, yeah, he was, he was getting... spinning it around his neck. He was. Uh... He was like um, Darth of uh, Darth Maul. Yeah, he was. It was. Yeah, it was Darth Maul. And yeah. as we know, Ray Parks is the man. Yeah, he was Ray Parks for sure. Yeah, amazing. So, wow. Yeah, great chapter. Looking forward to. <laughs> yeah, it's great. 
and the fact that he's uh, when he's fighting and then the wind sprint and she lets them see him and he's it said again him and the wind yeah and you've you've noticed a lot of wind stuff throughout this series yeah. so far so yeah. I, I can understand why um, why this this um, metaphor of fighting the wind uh, stood out to you. Hey, um, do you know where uh, do you know where Dunny is? I, I haven't I lost track of him. I don't know where he oh, is. Dunny. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm on to something, but I can't wait. So looking forward to chapter twenty eight. If anybody's interested in uh, supporting the show, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash heroes of, and we really want you to support our show. Um, what we're going to be doing is um, a um, group of 20 uh, patron uh, patrons will um, break our giveaway uh, open. And so once we have 20 people um, supporting the show, we will start doing the monthly giveaway. Um, we got uh, t-shirts and uh, dice bags and dice and dice trays and um, uh, Stormlight Ooh. Archive coasters. And we have all kinds of cool stuff that we are are cooking up here in the lab. Um, so if you are interested, like I said, go see uh, patreon.com slash heroes of and support the show. Um, if you're interested in talking to one of us or, or want to talk about the, the series as a whole, you could go reach out at heroes of one on Twitter or heroes of Cathra on Instagram. Or you could find our uh, Facebook page, Storm Pod, just uh, S-T-O-R-M-P-O-D, baby. And uh, you can find us there. Otherwise, um, you can listen to us next week. Looking forward to it. StormPod is brought to you by Heroes Of. Theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by Jack, J, Phil, Mike, and Sean. The Heroes of Hakathra.